What's up, everybody? Welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome to episode four. I know, I just, people are like, God, you just dropped episode three? Well, sort of. I actually, um, uh, I did three a couple days ago. I did three a few days ago, and then I didn't really like it, so I kind of went back and redid it. So last episode was kind of like a 3.1, but... You know, anyways, how are y'all doing? Staying safe? Staying inside? Yeah, that's been fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, me, and the, me and the kids have been just hanging out. It's another good boy episode because I got the, I got the son with me again. He's, he's sitting out in the other room. I can almost see him from here. I'm bribing him with PlayStation. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell the wife. Oh, boy. I, I know. I should be making him do schoolwork or something like that, but yeah, whatever. Can't be smart forever, right? <laughs> I'm just joking. No, it, it would have been his spring break. So we're we're kinda like, all right, well we'll just give him the week off. Although he's been off for how long? Oh boy. It's been interesting. They're doing the virtual stuff now. I actually, last night saw this where they did, I, I dozed off for a little bit. Kid was chilling on the couch. And uh, when I woke up, they had a WWE SmackDown going on. You know what I'm talking about? And this, there was no crowd. I don't know if you've ever seen wrestling without a crowd. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It was a women's tag team match. And, you know, but the thing was, the thing was, the thing was, was that they were still acting like there was a crowd there. Like, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, like you don't, like, don't act, like, there's, there's nobody there. There's nobody for you to taunt. There's nobody for you to sit there and, Turn to and go, hey, yeah, you know, it's weird, man. It's weird. I'm, uh, we've been trying to diversify our content that we are watching, which I was I'm kind of excited about. Uh, the series Mrs. America, it's about a woman who led the, the, the charge against. Uh, the ERA, Equal Rights Amendment, which I don't know if you know this or not, but the Equal Rights Amendment would have made it legal under, or yeah, under law, would have protected women's rights to be, and to be, had the same rights as men, same equal pay, same everything else, which would have been a great thing, would have been a great thing, and it, but this, it's about this woman, uh, what was her name? Oh, jeez. I tried to pull it up on here and I couldn't do it. ERA anti. Uh, what do you say? Female? Woman? That's not right. Yeah, there it is. So Phyllis Schlafly. Schlafly. That's an easy one. That rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Born Phyllis McAlpin Stewart. What was she, an actress? Did she change her name? 
was a movement conservative and author. She held staunchly conservative social and political views opposed to feminism and abortion. Why? I mean, look. I'm not going to get political on abortion. That's whatever. I don't. I have my views. Other people have their views. I tend to be a little more of the middle when it comes to politics. That's about, I'll leave it at that. But why would you, why would you not as a, why would you as a woman not promote women getting more rights and more? I just, I don't understand it. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I think that comes out on the, what, April, what, the 15th? What's today? I didn't even say what it was today. April 11th, 2020. So that's been, you know, like I, I just I'm I'm interested in the story. I just want to in, interested in the how that happened. Like like why would you sit there and and oppose women being more empowered? I I don't. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like I I I just don't get it, and that's why I'm just like I I really want to know to I really want to know what it was that this woman was just like so adamant about which I just had to pull up on Wikipedia but I've moved on I have moved on because it's kind of a thing so my wife and I last night Liz my lovely wife Liz were talking about uh we were doing the yawning thing <laughs> don't yawn people and please don't turn off the podcast but uh so what we're doing we were talking about the science of yawning and apparently there is a science to it. And apparently because Liz always says that she's yawning and she's like, Oh, lack of oxygen to my brain, which I, I asked her where she got it from the other day. Cause she's said it, and I've been with her for what, eight, nine, nine, eight and a half years. And, but she told me, I don't remember a fan, so I'm not going to do that. But, there is a science to it. There is actually a science to yawning. I know. And you're probably thinking about it. You're like, <sighs> I'm about to do it now. It says, uh, feeling tired, even if we aren't tired, why do we yawn if someone else does? Experts at the University of Nottingham, uh, I think that's in England, have published research that suggests the human Propensity for contagious yawning is triggered automatically by pri- primitive re- reflexes in the primary primary motor cortex, an area of the brain responsible for motor function. Okay, that's interesting. Science of yawning. Why do we yawn? Learning the science of yawning. Thou <clears throat> just. Number one reason is a fixed action pattern. This action is similar to the domino effect and how when somebody nears, near you yawns, this triggers you to follow suit involuntarily. So it's an involuntary thing, which I think is crazy. Like, it just it just made me think, like we were talking about last night, and I was, you know, I was just like, well, what is it? And it, like, there is a science to it. Like, it, there really is. And this is how bored I am, people. Could only watch Mandalorian so many times on Hulu before you're like, or Disney Plus before you're like, all right, this is non-conscious mimicry. This is also known as the, oh man, Omahelian effect. 
this copycat maneuver is unintentional and done without even knowing it happens. Really. For example, if you are sitting and chatting to a friend and they have their legs crossed, then you may also find that you cross your legs without realizing to mimic them. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Do you do that? Do you do you do that? Mm. Empathy yawn. <laughs> well, being empathetic is all right. So is yawning indeed linked indeed linked to empathy? If you know what empathy is, look it up. In recent years, scientists have discovered a subset of mirror neurons that actually allows us to empathize with others at a deeper level. All right. I don't know. What does that mean? I'm deep. I yawn with you because I feel for you. So I yawn with you. Mm-hmm. These tests were to measure how well they responded to the... Oh, did a test. Tests responded. Other people are pointing out personality characteristics such as egocentricity, cold-heartedness, callousness. What? Oh, all right. I'm done with that. Yeah. So there's a whole science to yawning. This is what, this is what, this is what the wife and I sit around and talk about when when she's when we're sitting here and we're just like, what what the fuck is going on? So. <laughs> so anyways tomorrow is Easter so happy Easter everybody hope you have a good one uh, it's I don't know it's it's one of those things that you sh- shit face my son is is going oh Easter bunny Easter bunny Easter bunny so he's in the other room so I don't want to Do what? Don't worry about you. All right. Okay. All right. I'm recording. Uh, yeah. So it, I think it's funny is what and what thing they did was that they said that, uh, that <laughs> and it's true. The Easter Bunny is an essential worker. He's an essential worker. But it's, uh, all right, so we're the history of the Easter Bunny. I don't know if I can read this because my son's right, right around the corner. The Easter Bunny, also called the Easter Rabbit or Easter Hare, is a folkloric figure and symbol of Easter depicted as a rabbit bringing Easter eggs, originating among German Lutherans. The Easter Hare originally played the role of a judge. Huh? Oh, evaluating whether children were good or disobedient in behavior at the start of the season of Eastertide. What the heck is Eastertide? That doesn't sound fun. The Easter Bunny is sometimes depicted with clothes. (laughs) Oh, he's everywhere in pants. That's the one thing. It's like the, you know, Donald Duck. He's got a jacket on, but no pants. Dude, come on. Or Porky Pig. He'll have a jacket on and no pants. (laughs) The Easter Bunny is sometimes depicted with clothes. and Okay, sorry, I just read that. The creature carries colored eggs in his basket, candy, and sometimes also toys to the homes of children, and as such shows similarities to Santa Claus, which my son was sitting there the other night going, oh, I what's the Easter Bunny going to bring me? More like toys 
or not toys, but uh, candy, eggs, maybe something small, kind of a toy. But that, nah, no, you don't get, you don't get that. Gets the children on the night before their respective holidays. The custom was first mentioned in George Frank de Pavio's, I can't even say that word, in 1682. Oh, wow. Easter Buddy's old, man. Referring to a German tradition of an Easter hare bringing Easter eggs for the children. Mm. Uh, see, also. Domestic. And that's the thing. It's just, it, I don't know. It, it's a whole, the whole rising of Jesus Christ and stuff like that. And I was trying to explain to my son yesterday about how, you know, what Good Friday was, what it meant, and then the, everything, and, and how the, on Sunday, which I don't know why, what did he, this is the thing. This is my question. All right. Let's see about this. Did, gee, wait, hold on. Did Jesus rise on a Sunday? Sunday. No, not Sunday. Oh, that sounds weird. Jesus rise on a Sunday. On well, what day did Jesus rise? <clears throat> on after three days. On the third day is biblical Easter time. What? Oh, come on. Easter morning, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome came to Jesus' tomb to anoint his body. It's depicted here in areas. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, today's episode is brought to you by Blue Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Lime, orange, grape. Lime, orange, grape. I got blue. It's not bad. It's okay. It's the... Uh... I can't even read the bottle. Anyway, all right, so... Uh, would rise after three days. Others say he would rise on the third day. What day of the week was it? Like, what day of the week did Jesus rise? What day of the... No, I can't even type. The week did Jesus rise. What day of the week did Jesus rise again? Nazi dread rise again. Okay, here it is. Yes, so it was resurrection day today. This is what this is. This is what it got me thinking last night. So I was talking to my son, and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, all right, well, Easter is on a Sunday, and he's like, well, did everything happen on a Sunday? And I was like, what a darn good question, <laughs> you know? That's a that's a very good question. <clears throat> Stupid trees. The story of Jesus' resurrection is well known by Christians and by many others. It's commonly believed he died on a Friday, now celebrated as Good Friday, and that he was resurrected the following Sunday, now celebrated Easter Sunday. Okay, so they said so they said it was a Sunday. But this is the other thing, this and I remember this from being a kid, uh, that that there was a controversy over whether the timetable fulfills the scriptural prophecy that is found in a uh, Bible verse. I, uh, I know it was Book of Matthew. Uh, yeah, okay, here it is. Yeah, uh, Book of Matthew twelve forty, when Jesus said, "For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, I thought it was a whale. Whales and fish are not the same people. A whale's a mammal. 
Fish is a, you know, fish. So the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the, in the heart of the earth. Yeah. So, all right. So, all right. If I, if I remember correctly, so by our modern method of counting days, right? Uh, Jesus would have been in the tomb because you got to figure he didn't die in the morning, did he? So it would have been like late on a Friday, I would think. I don't know. How early do you take somebody? All right. Because they said that he 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 died on the on the cross, okay? But it took him a while to die. That's got to take a little bit, right? Uh, so that I, uh, stupid. All right. So I I would say okay. I would say more like late Friday afternoon. Until early Sunday, all right, so early Sunday morning, because you got to figure people got up early as shit back then. Sorry, early shit. And so, like, when Mary Magdalene and the the, the Salome guy came to, to the tomb, I bet you it was pretty early. Yeah, I would think. People didn't sleep all day. The sun was up. You're up. Um, but, I, okay, so even, uh, oh, yeah, okay, here it is. I was fine looking at something. So even counting Friday and Sunday as full days, that would mean he was interred for three days and two nights at the most. This is important because in Matthew 12, Jesus specifies that his re- that his resurrection in three days and three nights will be the only sign that he is the Messiah. Says you, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not, people. I'm not. Don't get. Don't get upset. There's some people who think Jesus wasn't the Son of God. It's okay. It's all right. That's what Judaism is, and I don't. I don't have any problems with that. That's the thing. I was watching. I was watching something the other night. It was. It was a Simpsons episode, but it made a very good point. Where people get what's called Jerusalem syndrome. I don't know if they made that up or not, but basically in the episode, it was. Excuse me. It's made a, made a very good point that you know we're all we're we're all just. You believe in God, you don't believe in God. You believe in Jesus, you don't believe in Jesus. It's, you know, the the, the fact that all three religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Arab, uh, Islam, sorry, people, Islam, all started within like a, basically like a three square block area. They all started in the same area. And why people want to fight over it, I don't understand because it's all about mutual respect. Ugh. So, so, okay, so this is, okay, this is what I was trying to find. Because I was told one time when I was a kid that they believe, what they believe is that Jesus was actually crucified and hung on the cross. I know, is this morbid? Is this, come on, it's got to be, he was actually crucified and hung on a Thursday night. And then he died Friday morning. And then they took him to the, I'm just saying, you know, I don't. Anyways, I was trying to tell my son about what the true meaning of Easter was, not about being having a bunny and eggs and and candy. And that's great and it's fun, but you know, it's also about it's about other stuff. But uh, okay. So, just it's it's one of those things where I'm trying to make sure that that my son knows the meanings of stuff. Like I make sure try to make sure he knows about the meaning of Christmas. About the meaning of stuff. And the fun stuff's great. 
but it's also, you know, you gotta, gotta remember what the true fact is, not the commercialism part of it, right? Alrighty, let's keep on going. Where are we at? 20 minutes in. I don't know. That moved along fast. I saw, I saw this on the news this morning. <coughs> Stupid trees. Where there was a, apparently there was a, a, <laughs> it's a tractor trailer truck full of toilet paper crashed and burned on the, somewhere, some highway in Dallas. I think it was Interstate 20. Oh, the horror. How many dirty butts are going to be in that area for a while? That's just awful. Oh, yeah. So quit buying all the toilet paper, people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I also saw where one of my favorite beverages, there was a truck full of Gatorade. (laughs) They showed the picture. The stuff was all over the highway. Just, I'm like, why can't that happen? Like in front of my house, I can just run out there. I would just be scooping bottles of Gatorade up. As far as I could, as far as I could go, oh man, as far as I could go, well, what, what the, as much as I could carry, that sounds way better, as far as I could go, I'm an idiot, oh boy, but yeah, it's, it's, we're getting, it's been a little crazy, I know, I know people, but we're gonna get through this, hopefully, somehow, well, I mean, hopefully, I don't wanna, that's not, didn't sound empowering, but you know what I mean, we're, we're gonna get through this, but I saw where this one bar in Florida. Let's, let's look this up. It's a bar in Florida where people, I think it's called Coconuts. Coconuts. Coconuts Bar. Wall money. So what they did basically was they took, so people when they would come to the bar, they would leave like a dollar bill. And they would, uh, oh, it's Alameda. Well, where's that? Alameda, California. Basically, what happened is in these in these bars, and they're doing it in other places too. People they they come to the bar, they put like a dollar bill on the wall, and they leave it. They write a message on it, and they leave it. And what the owners, and the owner of this one place I saw, but the owners, what they do is they they've taken the money off the walls. And giving it to uh, the bar, the bar staff that are out of work right now. I think that's great. That's absolutely great because what do you need a wall? Of course, my thinking is, how come nobody ever broke in and was like, "All right, well," because this one place where they where they they took the money off the walls. Oh, man, I gotta write stuff down. They it was like three thousand bucks. Bar wall money. Staff. I I I turned off my my clip. Yeah, three uh, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia bar owner. That was Florida. Whatever. Removed three thousand seven hundred and fourteen dollars worth of bills stapled to the walls to give her unemployed staff. That's great. That's great because I don't know. I mean, putting money on the walls. But I'm just saying, why would nobody break in? Be like, well. I know there's like three grand on the walls. I don't know what's in the safe or in the register or like that, but there's $3,000 on the wall. Why would you not? Although it probably took a while to take down. So, you know, by the time the... Oh, it was the sandbar. Tybee Island. My wife used to go there when she was a kid. Huh. 
That's pretty cool, though. That's that's a good way. I mean, I don't know how many staff they have, but you know, it's three thousand bucks. You know, I mean, let's say they, I mean, the place didn't look that big, so I mean, at least everybody probably got at least a couple hundred. That's got to help stuff out, right? I mean, it's 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 that kind of time, you know. So, well, good on her. I don't know what uh, is she gonna bring it back after it's over. Hold on. Uh, she sat her empty bar at the end of March, looked around and realized <laughs> there was an opportunity. Really? Like, if you look at the picture, pull it up. It's Sandbar, Tybee Island, North Carolina, T-Y-B-E-E Island, uh, Georgia. Sorry, Georgia. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just used to, did I, I don't know if I said you. Shit. We were sitting there, doors locked, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's money on the walls. <laughs> <coughs> Stupid trees. And we have time on our hands. We, <laughs> we got to get this money down. All right, lady. I, you know what? I give you props. I give you props for sitting. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> You're sitting there going, "Oh my god, people need money. Where, where we're we gonna get money from? And you got money sitting on your wall, dude. <laughs> Who is this? I all right. I don't want to. Hmm. I. You know what? If I if. if Oh, CNN. This is CNN travel. I I would not want somebody putting that quote where you're like, oh my God, where are we going to get money from? And you're just looking around and there's money on the walls? Oh boy. Somebody had the, some of the money had, has been there for over a decade. All right. Well, that's some ways, like I said, surprising. For nearly 15 years, patrons have been leaving their mark on the island bar by writing on a dollar bill and staping it on the walls and ceilings. Knox just celebrated her six-year anniversary of owning the bar, so it's been 15 years. People, you got to look at this picture. They, <laughs> there's money on the walls. And we got <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so she worked at the bar for seven years before owning it. Now runs a bar with her mother. I, I just, I'm sorry, but that's just funny. You're sitting there, your business is closed. Like my employees need money. What am I ever gonna do? What would I? <laughs> How can I? Oh, well, that was good. I haven't laughed that hard in a couple of days. So anyway, all right. Well, good on her for for helping out the bar stand. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, just, I can't even drink my Gatorade. How could we got to take this money down? <laughs> like, oh my! God. It's like one of those things where you're like, you know, like you have a problem. You have a problem. You have a problem, and the the solution is right in front of you, and you're just, you know, you can't. It's like, where could I ever get? All right, 
I'm just saying. That's, that's, <laughs> woo. Man, I that was a good one. Uh, but people have been doing stuff, trying to stay busy uh, in all of this. And one of the things I read about was these people in Brazil. Bildong. I didn't mean to spell it like that. Building. There we go. Uh, I still even misspelled it. What's up, kiddo? You want to come in and say hi? Mm-hmm. You want to you want to speak to the you want to speak to the podcast? Hey, did you know this? Check this out. Look, I was just talking about this. So look, yeah. so these people, I, you're probably not familiar with the game, but it's it's a, it's Street Fighter. Uh-huh. It was a game where it's like a two on two combat game, and look what these guys did. They where to go? Oh, it's I can't pull it up now. Is that way? No, but here's what they did. So here's what they did. They projected the game uh-huh. on the side of a building. What? Yeah. So they're sitting there playing a game, and it's on the side of a building. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk about a big screen. Have a little bit of Gatorade. You want a little bit of my Gatorade? Mm-hmm. All right. Just... Anyways, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I was trying to find a thing about it. All right, well, thanks for visiting. Thank Don't so step over the cord. All right. How you doing out there? Still got a win streak? Yeah, I'm bribing him with the PlayStation. I am. I got two don't, don't tell your mom. All right. I'm not. All right. Don't shut the door all the way. Thank you. All right. <laughs> a visit from the awesome Liam, everybody. Building Brazil. Come on. Come on. What? Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Brazilian gamer projects Street Fighter 2 onto opposing apartment building for entire neighborhood to enjoy while under quarantine. That's awesome. Street Fighter 2 has proven highly entertaining for the better part of three decades. Says you, dude. I used to work at a video game store when I was uh, 21. 20, 21. <clears throat> and I worked during the day. And the, the, it was Boston Mall in Arlington is where I worked. And... The, so I worked in this game store. It was called Catron, and we sold Sega, Nintendo, Sega and Nintendo get consoles. So it was a Super Nintendo at the time, and the Sega Genesis. And during the day, during the day, God, during the day, the 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 mall was empty. There was nothing going on. So basically, it would you know, you just stand around doing nothing. And there was a, a Street Fighter Two stand up arcade game, and it it was oh my lord. There was no no music in the store, nothing. It was a small, small like little box store, and all I would hear all day was you, but you, you know the the game sounds just over and over and over. And I, plus I never really liked those games, those little like one on one fighting games. I never found them that entertaining, but I I do think this is a cool thing though that the guy did it. Uh, one Brazilian gamer decided to share the love with this entire neighborhood by aiming his projector screen at an opposing building for all to see. Do they get to play too? Like you just, they're just like, all right, yeah. So you're playing, like holy ch- dude, like really, you're just playing. Can wait? Can we get a round? Can we get a? Uh, currently now, seeing something like this on a quiet night would likely usher up a sense of community. 
I guess. I mean, like I said, is he sharing? Corner LED. Street Fighter 2 bout was preceded by... So he did... Oh, he's not doing it all the time? About staying strong and steadfast through the quarantine. After a few games of Street Fighter, the players switched over to a few other unspecified nostalgic 90s titles. That's pretty cool, though. At least it's ingenious. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, you know, you got to be a little ingenious with stuff in this in this day and age because, I mean, it's... Stuff is... I mean, it's getting a little... I don't know. It, so I realized in my last episode, I said, I don't know too much. And I was always told to stand up. Don't say I don't know. Because you do know. If you know, then you know. And you got to say it. So I... I think that's pretty cool, and it's, I don't necessarily like the game, but I think that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool idea for something to do. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, where am I at? 33 minutes? Okay. Uh, I was reading about this, and it was saying, I saw that, I read this something I do a lot of reading. I know. I know. I don't seem like the type, right? Like, uh, yeah. But I am literate. I don't, you know, but I've been doing some reading and, uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> sorry. I was reading this thing about smart toilets are becoming more popular. Smart toilets. Ah. Smart. Smart toilets. I didn't, I didn't know until I need to be smart, but apparently there's, <laughs> so they are um they are they are more in demand. So I pulled this up. There's the Toto Neorest 700H. I don't know what the H stands for. Hemorrhoid? I don't know. The toilet that can do more than you have ever imagined. It cleans itself. It cleans you. <laughs> all right. It eliminates all the odors and freshens the air. It has a sleek design and a nightlight. And best. Well, where's the rest of it? All right. These are the... I just... I don't know. I just never... These things look... Pull up... Pull up... Uh, hold on. Toto Nero's. This is some, you know... Invented in Japan type stuff. Long, oh, it's elongated. So you can sit on it better. Alright, well that sounds about right. Glaze that prevents dirt lime scale from piling up on the surface. Made from ceramic. ADA. Was that American Dental Association? Why is that with a toilet? That's weird. I don't, I don't know what eight. Okay, I don't know. ADA. <laughs> I'm silly. An automated lid. Okay, that's just lazy. A slow closed lid will open itself once it senses your presence. <coughs> Stupid trees. And closes when you step away from it. What if you're not done yet? That's my that's my thing. Uh, <laughs> that it saves water. Okay, that's good. It's not bad. It too electrolyzes the water so you can get a clean flush every time. I don't understand the science behind that. I know people who, who would. The automated hands-free flush is guaranteed to keep the bowl clean. It's got an air deodorizer. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Oh, wait, where'd you go? Yeah, I was just... Anyways, I was just reading about how the, 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 the smart toilet thing is... The demand for them is like skyrocketed in the past... 
I think they said uh, in the past like year or so, the Kohler Veil. Who's reviewing this? Oh, Wise Pick. This is on Wise Pick. WisePick.org. What are they, a government agency? I thought org was supposed to be for government stuff. Not commercial. All right. I don't know. The Kohler Veil. Kohler. I used to know a guy with the last name Kohler. Uh, yeah, I, I like that matters. Anyways, it's a tankless toilet. Well, how do you do that? Well, that's kind of cool. It's a smart toilet that is streamlined to provide a touch of elegance in your bathroom. Made from vitreous china. Well, I don't know what vitreous is. Oh, it's anti- it's got anti-scratch abilities. Well, who's scratching at the toilet? <laughs> That is tough. <laughs> All right. Even when handling bathroom activities, comfort plays a big part in how we perceive the experience. Uh, once again, the elongated thing. So this is, I, I guess. Was there a problem with toilet plate shapes before? I know. Is this bad? I'm talking about toilets. I just think it's funny. I saw it was funny how people are so... Uh, the toilet lid... And it's self can sense when you are, are around the premise for it to open and close. But what if you're not going in there to poop? Like, or pee or whatever you're doing. Maybe you had a little night out with the boys or, or the ladies. Maybe you're out drinking some Kim Crawford wine. <laughs> Call back. Call back. To, you know, maybe you went out and had some white wine and some birthday cake. And you're hanging out. Oh, this one's got a heated seat on it. Oh, God. You know, unless you live in like Minnesota or well parts of Canada, I, I remember when I used to do stand. I I told this one booker I after a couple trips up there during the winter time, I was like, dude, I'm I'm not going up there again in the winter. I understand that the money's good, the crowds are great. Which, by the way, anybody hears this in Canada, your comedy crowds when I used to go up there were amazing, amazing, and I think it's uh, I think that I, anyways. I miss doing it, especially when I get, got to go up there. But when the high for the day is negative 12, no. No. I'm not doing that. So, okay. I, I can see we can need a... Uh, what did I just say? A heated seat. Seated heat, as me and my wife joke around. What? Can I just talk to, talk to me? All right. Tell him I'm, I'm busy. About your reading? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did he know I'm in here? Okay, okay, okay. All right. I, is he still out there? My stepdad. Okay, go play your game. I got to do stuff. All right, sorry. I, my stepdad, who owns the property where we live, he came by. So, but I'm in, and I'm here ranting. I'm in here ranting like a lunatic <laughs> about toilets. All right, thanks. Liam says I'm doing a nice job. Good. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I got totally off track. That that's that's kids for you, people. Trying to trying to work from home. Thirty nine minutes, almost forty. Oh, all right. So unless you live in like Canada or something like that, you don't really need a, a heated seat, okay? Um, the toilet lid and stuff. All right. Well, whatever. Pros. Okay. All right. So it's it's a smart toilet. Meets EPA flushing guidelines. You has a self-cleaning function, which that's awesome. I don't, 
I'm not going to knock that one whatsoever. Features dual flush, easy, easy installation. Comes with an LCD remote control and a nightlight. What do you need a remote control for? Just, what? You're going to, that's, what are you, trying to like stand back and let it arc? <laughs> and then, alright. It's a quiet automated lid. Cons, expensive. No, really? Mmm, go figure. <laughs> expensive. Yeah, I expect them to be cheap. How much is this <laughs> fancy robot toilet? Oh, it's not expensive at all. Just mortgage your house for one. Needs detailed settings. All right, yeah. So, yeah. So, apparently, everybody's going to the smart toilets now, which I don't... I'm, wow. All right. Well, we're getting there, right? Okay. Well, I got to... I can start to wrap this up. It's amazing how life has changed things for everyone as far as this whole situation going. But you know what? I, I People are trying to find ways to adapt. I There's certain things in life that I'm glad I, we got that, you know, my wife and I got out of the way before all this stuff happened. And I'm sure a lot of people are. But And I feel bad for the people that I feel bad for the people that have had to adjust to doing things that they really want to get done. For instance, you know, weddings and stuff like that. Uh, reading about this one couple in Michigan. Yeah, they're in Michigan. Amy Simonson and Dan Stuglick. All right. They originally planned for 150 of their family and friends. 150? Wow. I think, my, I think my wife and I only had like 40-something. 150? I don't know. I wouldn't know 150 people to invite. That's where you got to invite like your cousin that you, don't, you haven't seen in 15 years. Yeah, I come to my wedding and they show up and they just, you know. What? Okay, okay. I'll be with you in a second, buddy. Go play the game. <laughs> All right. So this couple of Michigan... Sorry, people. Uh, hey, what do you got to do? Working from home. Well, I mean, a podcast is from home, but I'm just saying, kid doesn't have school. Of course, it is a Saturday. What the heck am I talking about? All right. So, yeah, 150 people. Who would... I don't know 150 people to invite. I think between my wife and I, I don't think we would know 150 people to invite to a wedding. Unless it was, like I said, that cousin you haven't seen in 15, 20 years, and they bring their girlfriend that they've only known for two weeks. They get drunk, they get into a fight. You know, that type of thing. He doesn't realize what a who she is. And she gets drunk, start flirting with some other dude. <clears throat> Anyways. Police officers. I was seeing creative ways to fill the church. So they wanted anyways, so this is what they did, people. They did they they made they made cardboard cutouts of people and they put them in the into the thing. I don't know. I I don't I, I don't I don't mind the I don't mind the the innovation of it. But don't you think there's something a little crazy about it too? Like there's people here. We're not all alone on our wedding day. We're oh no. But the thing is if you look at the if you look at like the pictures of it, there's like a girl figure with like pigtails 
there's one dude that's like has like a short haircut. There's like a woman with has like she has long hair. Uh, I don't know. It's using machinery. The company was able. Oh wait, hold on. On a, intent on making this plan a reality. Okay, hold hold on. I got too far ahead. Sorry, kid. Got me distracted. I was seeking creative ways to fill churches. What? All right, hold on. I gotta. Sorry, people. Stuglick, that's the that's the groom, a police officer in Coloma Township, said he couldn't imagine his bride walking down the aisle with no one around. Okay, I can understand that. So we began brainstorming ways to make it seem like the place was crowded with guests. I was seeing creative, seeing creative ways to fill churches. He explained, like pastors that were preaching to pictures of their parishioners. Okay. Is somebody really doing that? Is somebody really going like, okay, this is, you know, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And that's a picture of, you know, Betty in the corner. All right. Yeah. There you go, Betty. I wanted to do something so she wouldn't walk down the aisle to an empty church. Okay. I understand that. Still think it's kind of weird, though. I still think it's kind of weird. Using machinery, the com- uh, they were able to cut out 100 pieces of cardboard in the shape of all kinds of people, including children and adults. I, look, I'm not knocking this, but at the same time, it's... I know, it's weird times, people. It's weird times, but this... I just... I thought it was... been a lot of time since I got married. What? Oh, this was the person that helped him out. Whew, I was like, what, the other person? Corrugated cardboard the weekend before my wedding wasn't high on my list. Said Luke Arendish. Okay. Oh, the the, the the company did a forum and donated the, the cutouts to the couple. Free of charge. Linus. Quit messing around. Stupid cats. Yeah, I let the cats down here by accident. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, we need to start wrapping this up. I do think it's cool. People that are they're doing movies straight to home, which is now, which is pretty nice. So, I think we're gonna go. Me and the kid are gonna go watch a movie. Maybe uh, what's the what's the new one? Onward, I think is what it was. Um, and but I really want to talk about this. I totally like. I finished on on episode three the other day, and I was so so bad at myself because I meant to totally give a shout out to Bill Withers. Who's uh, who was a great man? He was a great singer, such a good singer, and he passed away not long ago. And I just, yeah, he did "Ain't No Sunshine," he did "Lean on Me," which is you know fantastic song. But actually, my favorite song of his was called "Use Me." Remember this? Anybody heard this song? Uh, I got this on my phone. Yeah. Uh, sing it, Bill. All right, all right, all right. So, no, I know. I'm just saying, man, that guy was so good. So good. 
I don't own the rights to this music, by the way. Oh, man. Use me up. All right, all right. That's enough of that. That was... <laughs> I just like that song. I heard it years ago. I don't even know. I think I was in my... Uh, I'm not really sure, but the 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 song itself, it's one of those, like, those songs that you like you jam out to after you've had a few shots. <laughs> but anyway, rest in peace to him, and what a great artist he was. He was really good. I actually heard a really good... I read a really good article about this guy back in... I'm not going to say the year. I don't know. Put it this way. It was... Cat! Seriously, there's a cat crawl... Seriously? (laughs) Nothing. Linus is coming, walking around on stuff and ruining my podcast. Yeah, let's get a cat. It'll be awesome. Anyways. Really? Really? This is my life, people. This is this is the, the crap that I deal with. Look at that. Ah, see, I, I can't even talk now. Look at Linus. He's walking around on stuff. He's right behind the bin. Go grab him. This, I'm, I'm putting it. I'm leaving this in the in the podcast. By the way, I'm at 49 minutes. Just watch. If you just take them out, <laughs> this is what I deal with, people. Close it. Just close it all the way. I don't want him in here. There you go. I'll be right out in a second. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I don't care. I don't care. I'm leaving that in. That's <laughs> fucking asshole cat. It's just crawling around. All right, so I'm in this room and it's got some stuff in it, right? And this one part, it's like Christmas decorations and shit like that, right? And he just cats crawling around on it. Nope, that's cats for you. Oh, you're busy over there. Yeah, I don't give a whatever. You're just fucking. <laughs> oh. All right, anyways, real quick uh, story about Bill Withers was this guy, I read this article about this guy who was, and I don't, have to say, I don't remember the year, but it was long enough ago that you could smoke on planes. And he, uh, all right, I got to get out of here before this, I have to go kill this cat. I'm not, not really, but anyways, this guy, uh, he was somebody, so he was in first class, but you couldn't smoke in first class. So that's how long it was. So he had to go to the back of the plane. It went to the back of the plane, and he was sitting there, and he was reading. A, he he you know, lit a cigarette, and he was reading a book for a minute. And you know, he had a, he, this guy had a first class ticket, but he was in the middle of reading a book, but he wanted to go smoke a cigarette. So he was sitting there, and he and he was sitting there. He looked over at one point, and he was looking, and there was he looked over, and was like, "Oh shit, is that is that Bill Withers? Is that Bill Withers?" And it was, it was Bill Withers. And Bill Withers said to him. Hey man, that's a really good book. I like that book. And he was like, "Hey, you're Bill Withers. I love your music." And he, Bill Withers was like, "Hey man, you want to hang out, have a drink and stuff?" And so he ended up sitting, <coughs> stupid trees. He ended up sitting with Bill Withers 
in the back of the smoke in this back of this plane in the smoking section for like four hours, like the entire like four hours of flight that was left. And so I t- talked about how cool Bill Withers was and everything else like that. But apparently, what it was was Bill Withers was a he was he was flying between New York and L.A. because he was at the time before he made it big. Well, he he'd made it big, but he wasn't that big. And but he was he was writing jingles for people. And what he would do is he would uh, he would they would give him the money. They say, okay, here's the money for your travel. Here's the money for you. Here's the money for your travel, and that's enough money. And what he would do is instead of flying first class, first class, he would fly coach back in the smoking section, save the money. I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty cool story. So if you look, if you want to look that up, that's a pretty cool thing. It's a good read. I I don't remember what I read it on. I gotta go deal with the. I gotta go. I gotta get going. I gotta go hang out with the kid. He's probably played so much hockey. He's gonna be mad. And then I gotta go kick this cat's butt i'm leaving that in the podcast though that that's my life all right everybody hey thanks for listening like subscribe download if you want to throw me a buck or two i got a link on my spotify page but if you if you don't need it and you don't want to well i'm sure you need it just as much as i do or even more i don't know but you know if it comes down between me, like you got a couple bucks to spare, and it comes down to either me or a charity, give it to the charity. I'll figure out my own stuff, all right? So, hey, everybody, take care of yourselves. This has been episode four of the John D. Podcast. I've been your host, John D. Miller, and I will talk to you soon. All right, see you.